Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. You know, I've been doing couples work for over 15 years. And during that time, I've developed what some of my clients call Lesliisms. And two of them are really relevant to today's show. And first is my description of whoever thought that a man and a woman living together in harmony for many years is a good idea. I actually call it the cosmic joke. And generally speaking, that's because men and women approach the world very differently. And so this leads to my second Lesliism, that if you want to be involved with someone who thinks and acts just like you do, be in a same-sex relationship. Otherwise, the opposite sex is the only other game in town. This means adapting to the way your partner thinks and having them adapt to you, which, by the way, is the biggest challenge of marriage. So, and navigating these relationships is what makes it so challenging. And it keeps me busy too, so I can't really complain. But to explore why this happens, and more importantly, what you can do to make your relationship better, I'm joined by author and relationship and sex expert, Wendy Newman. So Wendy, thanks so much for being on the show and talking about what is this seems to be a never-ending challenge for people. Hey, Leslie, thank you so much for having me. So, you know, I, I talked about, um, you know, the differences, the inherent differences, and I know a lot of people scream and yell that it's not biology, it's socialization, and as the parent of both a, a boy and a girl, I'm going to tell you, no, there are biological differences between men and women. And these show up sometimes in the way that we communicate. So what are some of the differences in the way that men and women communicate, and how does this contribute to relationship difficulties? Yeah, thanks for saying that thing about the biology, because that's one of the things that can be the most frustrating when we're trying to communicate some of the differences here. And I think what people are afraid of is that we're going to say all men are and all women do and <laughs> yes. box us all in when we're not boxable, right? right. I mean, and, there, there are individual differences, but there also are some general differences. Absolutely. And there are modes that we can get into that have us have some of those similar traits. And then there are just really what can feel like biological differences based on how much hormone, uh, how much testosterone is running the show, right? So, (laughs) for example, one of the ways a man communicates differently than a woman is oftentimes he'll bullet point it, he's curt, he'll get to the point, and he might even ask you, hey, does this story have a point? (laughs) You're all offended, right? Yeah. If if we're in a masculine mode, I've got my CEO hat on, Mm -hmm. I might do that exact same thing. Well, and it's so interesting that you point that out, and my husband is going to kill me for telling this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my daughter was she, was, she was in what could have been a tremendously serious accident, car accident. And um, luckily she was okay, car not so much. 
And unfortunately, that was the day that my cell phone was at home on the kitchen counter. And so she called, so she ended up calling my husband. And so by, by dint of the fact that he spoke to her on the phone, he knew she was physically okay. So when he shows up at the accident, he's all matter of fact, logical. And she was like so hurt that he just didn't come up and hug her. Mm. But that but that was that concept of he was into that, okay, bullet point, let's, let's, let's be the practical kind of guy. And I'm like going, oh, you did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and there are things that we are just dying to share and experience with each other that don't necessarily hit the radar of the masculine, right? They want to know the facts. And when I'm, like I said, when I'm in my work mode, I'm a lot like a guy. And mm-hmm. every, I laugh at myself because every email I ever write, I have to go back through and sweeten it up. Right? <laughs> How are you? I hope your day is going well. Like, a little chit-chat, right? Everything I ever write. So I really can relate, and I know a lot of women can relate to men in that space. But one of the things in communication is we'll start a story that has nothing to do with the question we have to ask him. Or there might not even be a question in there. So we might start a conversation that goes something like this. Oh, hey, I'm thinking New York. Remember the last time we went to New York and then we'll launch into a 15-minute story about he's now thinking we're walking down memory lane and you're about to turn a corner with a brand new store opened down the street that started in New York. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) We've lost them because they are, one of the biological differences is they are hunting a specific and direct point and they will either determine there isn't one and tune out, if you've ever Mm -hmm. had, if you've ever watched a man just glaze over and tune out, it's because he got tired hunting the point and decided mm-hmm. that there wasn't one, right? Or, or I'll focus on the point, but it wasn't your point. So then when you give him your point, one of you is annoyed that the response isn't a matching accurate response to what you're talking about. Well, and, you know, and, and I think that is so true because I always talk about, um, you know, this, this concept of men wanting to fix things. And so they're listening sort of like, okay, where's the problem and where can I step in and be the hero? Absolutely. And, and, and like you're talking about, sometimes women are just sharing and the guys are like, okay, wait, what, what? I mean, it's, it's that thing. They're hunting for, you know, what the solution is. It's like, okay, because, because, it's really funny. I, my husband and I were friends. We're still friends with um, this couple, and we were just kind of getting to know each other. And we were, you know, we were out somewhere all together. And, and she and I went into a store, and the, and the, and the two men we were outside. And we came out, and one was you know, sitting on the bench looking one way, and the other one was sitting on the bench looking the other. Now they both happened to be introverts, so that's part of it. But it was like men don't chat. <laughs> <laughs> When your guy comes home and he's been with his buddies and you say, hey, babe, what did you talk about? And he says nothing. He's nothing. not hiding information from you. Really, the answer is nothing. Right. I mean, because, you know, because either they're not, I mean, I, and I'll, I'll tell people, it's like, you know, even if men are discussing, you know, sports, it's done with a, a point of like, 
okay, there's a problem. We're trying to decide who the best player is. You know? So it's like right. it, it's still very, very problem solution oriented. And of course, women, we talk about stuff in terms of connection. And I really think that this is where um, you know, some of the challenges, and maybe because you're, you're both a relationship and a sex expert, I would think this would show up in the bedroom or at least leading to the bedroom because this is all part of women wanting to feel that emotional connection, which we do verbally. Yeah. Right? Yes. And guys and, are like, what? And men yes. are getting that emotional connection in sex just through the act itself. Right. Exactly. Yep. Which is like, Again, the cosmic joke, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> who designed this system? It's, it's, a, it's a crazy-making system. Yeah. Um, so, hey, may I circle back before we get too far sure. out? I want to distinguish something for the listeners because it could literally be a relationship saver. Okay. By all means. You, you said it, and I want to kind of really pull it apart and hammer it home for them, which is when men are listening – they're actually listening for one or the other. What is the point or what is the problem? Problem. Mm-hmm. So if you're happy and you're like, oh my gosh, today let me tell you about my day, blah, 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 and you're happy, if you're happy, he's only going to be listening for what's the point. Mm-hmm. If you come home from work and had a horrible day and your boss did the thing and all the terrible things happened, he's only going to be listening for what is the problem, how can I listen to her, and how can I help her fix it? And so it's that really frustrating moment where all you need to do is come home to that safe haven where your people are there, and he's going to be there, your husband's going to be there, and he's going to be able to listen to you, and all you need to do is unload, and you're going to feel so much better when all this toxicity is out of your body because of that stupid thing that stupid jerk did at the day, right? So mm-hmm. you're all pent up and angry and you come home and you say, can I tell you what happened today? And he says, oh gosh, sure baby. And he's listening to you like, what's the problem? May I help solve the problem? <laughs> and you start unloading and then he starts to try and fix the problem and it feels like all the stuff you're getting off your chest just got shoved right back down your throat. Right. And now you're pissed. Well, in and so, I mean, that headed into what I just wanted to talk about is some of the common mistakes that women make. And that is one of them is not recognizing this. So I always tell my clients, I said, okay, if you don't want him to fix something, then you need to share with him, honey, I just want, I just want you to listen, nod your head and tell me that so-and-so was an idiot. Yes, this <laughs> is how you help me fix the problem. Let me get it out of my body. <laughs> right, right. Say, poor and, baby, rub my back. Anything right. else? Yeah, it's like don't don't start playing devil's advocate with me because nope. you know, that is really annoying. <laughs> it's problem solver mode, and it drains the life out of us because we're already exhausted. Well, and and some of it is we've already thought of those things, we've already tried those things, but we haven't shared that with them. And and I think that this is where a lot of times guys are lost because they're not quite sure what what they what's wanted of them. And of course, men and and I realize that a lot of women do not believe this, but I have done this work long enough that 
most men just want to make their wives happy. They want, Absolutely. They want nothing will make them happier than for their, for their partners to be okay. And, but the problem is, is that they just don't necessarily know how to do this because, of course, they only know their way of communicating. We only know our way of communicating. And it's like we're not speaking the same language half the time. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like that. You know, it's 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 like the what is it that video with the you know the with the nail? It's not. It's actually not a nail, but you know, it's a woman's forehead. Yeah. He's like, no, there's this nail. Um, and so, how are there things that women can do? Other first off, just recognizing this: that the guy really is not trying to be annoying. He's really trying to be helpful. Um, and can use a little bit of guidance with what would be helpful. Um, because sometimes we actually do want a sounding board. We do want somebody to help us solve something. But sometimes we just want you to listen. Um, and then again, how do, we, how do women do that in a way that doesn't overwhelm men? Because I think sometimes men can be overwhelmed by the number of words that women use. Yep. Yeah, I actually could give women information in under 10 seconds that would change their life if they took it on, and they could run their show and have the best relationship ever. And that is start out by picking someone who means well and has high integrity. Right. And if you pick someone who who means well and has high integrity, he absolutely wants you to be happy. And from that day forward, your job is is to tell him what will make you happy and the things that you need when you're off balance or upset. Succinctly and clearly with words. Once. Okay. So here's, here's something that just popped into my head, and it's something that I both personally fight against and I recognize and I see it in my clients. Mm-hmm. Women don't want to have to teach men. <laughs> so what but are we not teaching? We're, oh, so, okay. so you're communicating in bullet points, which is their language. Right. And you're expressing what it is you need and what would make you happy. Now, if you think that it would be better for him to guess on your birthday mm-hmm. what's going to delight you, and that would mean he loves you if he could uh-huh. have a crystal ball... If, that, if that's the only way that you could see that he really knows you is to read your mind. Mm-hmm. The mind reading school of marriage, yes, never works. Never <laughs> works. You're, set, you're setting yourself up for a world of hurts. But if you're willing to say, hey, Valentine's Day is coming up or my birthday is coming up and here's the thing, I don't want to go out with a million people on the 14th of February or I don't want to try and go out on my birthday over Labor Day but what would make me happy is instead, mm-hmm. here are these five different options and five different price ranges and time constraints that would right. be delightful. Can you make that happen? Can you make one of these happen? Cool. And I love and I love that. And I love that because because but I'll get sometimes back from my clients. Well, he he only does that because I mentioned it and I said yes. yes. And the alternative is he could not do it. And then the thing that I throw back at them is, okay, so if you ask for a specific thing from somebody else, 
like your sister or your kid or somebody else, and they got it for you, would you take it back? Yeah, this isn't women's fault, by the way. This is super not our fault. This is culture's fault. Yes. Culture trained us about this fairy tale of love and happily ever after and what all that means. And it has has set up 100% unrealistic expectations of telepathy and lack of communication. And and you should just look at each other and know you're the one. What? Right, right. I mean, yeah. I can look at someone and know I might want to sleep with them. <laughs> right. The partner, well, that's a whole different thing. I, I love it. I love it. So this is Happily Ever After. It's just the beginning, speaking of that, on webhotradio.net. Yes. I'm Leslie yes. Stories, and I'm having an interesting conversation with author and relationship expert Wendy Newman about how to communicate and connect effectively with your partner. So if this is something that leaves you frustrated and hopeless, I have good news. It doesn't have to be that way. The bad news, you probably aren't going to be able to break your current unproductive pattern on your own. So if you want to have a better, more loving relationship, I invite you to take a moment and get in touch with me to take advantage of a free, no obligation, create your happily ever after transformation session. You can reach me by email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I, no E, thank you, Mom, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, and is in Nancy, C is in charlie.com. Or you can reach me at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. And I want to get back to this conversation because there's something that is going on now that I think is a real challenge, and that's this strong desire by women to have men be more open and share their feelings. So, Wendy, what needs to happen for this to occur? How, how can men be invited to um, be more open and share their feelings? Because I know that can be a real challenge for a lot of men. Well, I think we tried this in the late 70s when we wanted men to be more open and in touch with themselves. Mm-hmm. And what we ended up with the, was was a demasculization of men, and now we aren't yeah. attracted anymore. They're right. really spiritual, in touch with their feelings guy. We're like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> your hair is longer than mine. You're taking longer in the shower, and I can't help you process all these emotions. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I, well, I feel like we've kind of set men up to, yes. they're damned if, they're, if they do, and they're damned if they don't. So they just yes. choose not to. Yes, and just so you know, the men who are in touch with their feelings and emotions and are expressing them are actually, they've been trained by a woman, their mother, their ex-girlfriend, whoever, Um, and what, in that training, what they are doing is they're looking at, okay, so she wants this for me, I want to provide it for her, so let me think about how I feel, and then I'll communicate what I think about what I feel. So, men... And the masculine think. Mm-hmm. So if you actually ask the question with the word think instead of feel, how do you, what do you think about me? You'll end up with all the emotion. And that just, that wow. speak of the word will give them access to express a whole lot more. Now, there's something else that will be a million times more effective than that which is if you pick somebody who has high integrity and who means well, then 
you can live a life with them as if they are not misbehaving. And if you can be in relationship with someone where they are never misbehaving and they are never made wrong, they're never in trouble with you, Mm. you're going to have so much intimacy, you're going to have to start drawing, you're going to have a different problem called (laughs) I need to learn how to set a boundary because I don't want to hear all that stuff. That is that is so amazing because, I mean, and as you were saying that, it just hit me because so many men feel like they can never do anything right. Yep. And, 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 and I will state, you know, I mean, yes, there are some jerks out there, but I'm going to say there are jerks on the female side too. Yep. But, but most guys are, are really good guys. They just don't know. And when they're constantly criticized, and it was interesting because I was just with some women friends of mine over the weekend and we were talking about this because one's a relationship expert and one's a sex expert. And it was like, you know, that women can just devastate men so easily by how they talk to them. And I love the idea of treating them like they, they are not making mistakes. Yep. You know, that, that's such an interesting where, concept. And living a life where your partner is never in trouble mm-hmm. is an amazing foundation to live from. When I told my husband for the very first time, don't worry, you can tell me anything, you're never going to be in trouble with me. He thought, this was our second date, yeah. he thought. <laughs> He's he like, thought, she set me up. Right? She's setting yeah. me up. Although she looks really sincere, it's interesting that she thinks she believes that, even mm-hmm. though she's totally full of shit. <laughs> and so he, how did you convince him that you weren't, that that was really okay? I didn't. I mean, obviously, the way you reacted or responded to him. I didn't. I, I meant it. And right. everything he's ever told me in all of the years we've been together, he's never been in trouble with me for anything he has ever done or said he's just never in trouble and you know over time when you say things and you don't get in trouble for them it's remarkable and then you then you have the courage to say something bigger and then you're not in trouble and then you did something and you're then you tell her what you did and and you're not in trouble this is weird there's no doghouse how is this possible so, so yes. just out of curiosity, so I'm going to make an assumption here, and if I'm incorrect, please, you know, please feel free to jump in. Yes. But so, so not being in trouble doesn't mean that everything your partner does, you're thrilled about, right? Correct. So what? So how does how does do you express? How do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and, yes. and, I mean and, and I think I have an idea because I've been married for, I've been with my husband for 34 years. He hasn't thrown me out yet. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of the things, um, one of the things that we do that we did in the very beginning is we really looked at who are we fundamentally? Like, mm-hmm. what do we care about? What's important to us? Where our own boundaries lie? And we met each other and decided if there's some real conflicting kind of needs and boundaries, we just won't try and change each other. We'll just go our own way. Mm-hmm. And when we came together, we're a lot alike. So it, 
worked out well. Our values are very aligned and what we're up to Mm -hmm. is very aligned. So because of who he was as a person, the things that were really important to me, I didn't think he would trample over anyway. And good news for me, he hasn't and Uh vice versa, right? But that doesn't mean things don't go wrong. And I'm certainly, I am no one's doormat. So it doesn't mean things go wrong and and everything's just okay because he's not going to be in trouble. They're like, wow, that... That thing happened. Okay. Mm. Whew, that sucked. So let's take a look at um, let's take a look at the pieces of puzzle on the table to figure out how this is going to work with the thing and the deal, and then we'll sort it out, right? Or, hey, I he- I think I you know I heard you say something, and let me just let you know how um, how it impacted me and how I'm feeling about it and. They're my feelings. They're not your feelings mm-hmm. to deal with. I'm not going to make you responsible for my feelings, but I just want to share what happened so you can, you know, t- make pat a me decision. on the head or right. Right. do whatever you want. But he doesn't ever have to make amends, although if he wants to, he can. Mm-hmm. But it's it, not required. It, it's clarification. Oh, my God, you feel that way? <gasps> oh, I see how that impacted you. Oh, no, let me now spend 30 minutes telling you how what I really meant by that and how I really feel about you and I'm so sorry you felt diminished or ignored or whatever the thing is, right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think most of the problems, well, I know all of the problems that we ever bump into come from one of two places. One is we have conflicting needs. I need mm-hmm. something, he needs something different and they're bumping up against each other. Yes. Or mm-hmm. one of us, more likely to be me than him, one of us goes unconscious, like passing each other in the hallway in the morning and not even making eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably me. So, and you know, and then I accidentally hurt his feelings. But again, he doesn't come to me and say, you hurt my feelings. It's, it's, hey. And I I think that that's a critical point because this is one of the things that I work with. I, I, I tell people, I said, What do you know about your partner as a person? Are they somebody who's selfish, inconsiderate, blah, 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 and then it's like, why did you marry them? But Mm. if that's not who they are as a person, then is there a potential other explanation for their behavior? Can you give them the benefit of the doubt that here's a good person who did something that ended up hurting me? Oh, they don't know, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to them being malicious or thoughtless or selfish or any of those other unkind ways of thinking about somebody. It's like, oh, they just don't know. Yes. Can I share with them? And it and it does. It changes because if I, I it, it's a version, I guess, of the halo effect. And for those people who don't know what that is, it's like you have a generally good impression of somebody, so when they do something off, they're given that benefit of the doubt because it's like, oh, they couldn't possibly have meant that. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're a good person. Um, and if we can do that with our partners, I think that that, one, I think it would make them much more receptive to when we come to them and go, you know that thing that happened last night? I think that maybe you don't know something, so I want to share as opposed yes. to, you did that on purpose, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay. Yeah, no, very big difference. I mean, you have the difference of defensive versus curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and men are natural problem solvers. They want to solve the problem, and especially if, if they might have been, had a hand in causing it, they want to solve the problem. Well, and, you know, and, and, and one of the things, and, and it's so clear, I mean, not only do we, do we see things, you know, from, our, from a biological perspective, and, and, you know, there are differences, and I love you talking about the, the feminine and the masculine, because we each have both within us. It's just men tend to have more masculine, and women tend to have more feminine. That's just kind of the way nature works. Mm-hmm. Um, but this idea that, oh, that we just miscommunicated. Somebody interpreted this differently than the way I meant it. So let me go back and, and, and try to figure out where we got off track um, as opposed to just blowing these things out of proportion and you did this on purpose and you know, you know it's like you always, you never. It's like, okay, please, let's uh, eliminate those two words from our language. Um, yeah, you know it is not time for you to talk about it when what's in your head is, he always and I never. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I tell people. It's like um, I, I use a one to ten scale of where you are emotionally, with ten being I'm throwing some, you know, somebody's going out the second story window, and I don't know who it is. Um, that you know, don't open your mouth if you're higher than a three because it's going so to great. come out. It's, it's going to come out as an attack, yes. and 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 when somebody's attacked, their natural response is to defend and then counterattack. So let's stop attacking in the first place, as opposed to oh, let me calm down. Because sometimes if I calm down, I can realize, oh, they just didn't know. <laughs> let me go talk to them and explain. But, you know, it is. It's really about putting your partner, and, and this goes, I think, for both men and women, but I do tend to think that women, and you can jump in and tell me if I'm wrong, that women, maybe it's this mind-reading school of marriage that he should just know. Okay, and how's he? I mean, my mother once said this. It's a good thing I was behind her because I don't have a poker face. And Mm -hmm. she said that that women shouldn't have have to ask for what they want. And I'm just like, okay, mom, how's that working for you? Uh, (laughs) Thank you, teacher. Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, that just sets them up to fail. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and I love your description of okay. Here are five things that would really make me happy. Pick one. Yeah. It's like because. That sort of eliminates it, you know. But then, but then, the flip side to that is we have to be okay with all five. It's not right. like, well, I'm going to give you five, but I really want this one. It's like if you really want that one, then be honest about it and say, you know what, this is what I would really like. My birthday is over Labor Day, which is terrible mm-hmm. because <laughs> I also really love a bougie hotel. So uh-huh. to go somewhere like the the two hour drive to I'm in San Francisco, so to go to say Santa Cruz and stay on the beach in a bougie hotel, mm-hmm. you could do that for about mm, two hundred and fifty bucks, or over my birthday, you can do it for six hundred and seventy five a night. Right, right. So when my part when Dave, my he's my husband, but I call him my partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when my partner Dave said, "Hey, let's go for your birthday." down to the bougie hotel on the Santa Cruz boardwalk, I looked at the rates and I said, oh, we can't do that. Right. Oh, but we could, I could do that. Now I've just set him up to fail. He wants to give me the thing I very most want, mm-hmm. but I am unwilling to have him take that kind of a hit. Right. Right. And, and I could just see how deflated he was getting because mm-hmm. he couldn't win with me. Mm. And part of our job 
is to set men up to win with us. So we get everything we want and we get delighted and we get to be happy and they get to provide. So I sat down, I walked away from that conversation and he was kind of bummed out and I looked at what are three things that we could go do for my birthday that would make me really happy? And I sent him an email and I said, hey, love, I just want to let you know these are the three things I most want to do. Pick one and I'll be delighted. So even in, even in the no argument space, we can still mm-hmm. shoot ourselves in the foot Get into an argument. No, that's too expensive, right? I could have totally made that an argument. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to me after that argument, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. you know, there's a million ways I could have gone, and it wouldn't have empowered anybody. Well, what a great I, birthday. Well, and I so love that because that actually was the last question was, what can women, what do they need to know or do to have this kind of relationship? And you said it, and I want you to say it again. It's to set men up for success. Yes. Yep. And, and that means to allow them to do things for us. And it's funny because, you know, I, I joke with my husband, although, although recently it wasn't a joke, I seriously could not open the jar. But it's like I joke, well, he, you know, I let him open these things because it makes him feel good. Now, Sometimes I can open them myself, but other times I really, really can't. And it's like, honey, (laughs) because it makes him feel good to do things for me. And I think that that's what women miss. Do you know what the – I'm glad you said jar because that is actually a testosterone-producing activity. Asking a guy to open a jar has him win with you, has (laughs) him have a sense of accomplishment – doing something for you, it actually actually causes a physiological testosterone spike in a man. Interesting. Well, maybe I should maybe I should have him open jars more often. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's I mean but that's part of it and you know and and by allowing our partners to do things for us doesn't mean that we're incapable of doing them for ourselves. Correct. And so I think that that's one of the things that's, that's, you know, that it is. It's a real challenge in this day because, you know, women, women have fought um, really hard to be taken as legitimate, independent people, and, which I think is a good thing. But we Absolutely. have to be careful that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and that we don't diminish men in the process. And I think that's really where a lot of them are. And it isn't... And it's not coddling them, or, but it's allowing them to be who they want to be in relation to us. Well, I think if we're not coming from a place of manipulation mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or any kind of phoniness, if we show up in all our power and glory in the world, in our leadership, in the ways that we lead in our communities and our families and our work lives, mm-hmm. and... We allow men to contribute to us, that opening the jar, that opening the door. Men know. Men know you know how to open a jar. Men know you know how to open the door. They know you can pump your own gas, but wouldn't it be better if you didn't have to? And it right. doesn't take anything away from your power, mm-hmm. right, especially if you're standing in your power authentically. And that's, I think that's a really important point. Um, it, Wendy, can you tell people where they can learn more about you and, and 
more about relationships and how to communicate well and all those wonderful things that, that we've been talking about. Yes, they can find me at wendyspeaks.com. That's W-E-N-D-Y-S-P-E-A-K-S. I have free videos if you want to get free stuff. I have tools. I got, I got it all. Terrific, because I, I'm going to tell you, there's, there's so much information out there, but people need to access it. And what I want people to know is that men and women aren't the same, and that's actually a good thing. And the answer to addressing the challenges these differences can create in a romantic relationship isn't to try to make men more like women or women more like men. It's to take advantage of the opportunity for both partners to learn and grow in the presence of those differences. Um, and so hopefully one of the things that you people will do is to keep listening to this show to learn more. And until next week, stay loving. Stay loving.